0: In this episode of the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, when you're away at training for three days, what do fifth grade boys do after they eat lunch? Go out to recess? No, 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 no. They climb out of the window and then urinate on the side of the school. Come on now, come on. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal, uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. What a day! I just got through the third day of GTEP training and I passed all the proficiencies. Man, that was grueling. I'm glad I've gotten it over because being out of the building for three days is torture. And when your building is as challenging as mine, it is doubly stressful. I stopped there for 38 seconds this morning, and just as I was leaving for training, a parent came in and said that three of my students were walking along Highway 138, far from school. I made the decision to get into my car and go get them. It was a sight that made me both sad and angry. I called the home and got permission from the dad to put the boys in my car. After getting them to school, I got Big Brother to middle school. After that, I was off to training, late. I spent the whole day learning how to write evaluations and cite poor learning behaviors. Then I get a call from my assistant principal informing me that three of my students were outside unattended. One of them decided to urinate against the school. Now I'm really angry. I plan to talk with the teacher tomorrow and address it and other issues. I found out that this teacher, my fifth grade teacher, had several of his students eat while standing up in the bathroom. In the boys' restroom, they were to stand with their lunch trays and eat. What they ended up doing was, after eating, they climbed out of the boys' bathroom window and then proceeded to deface the school. I'm putting a piece together for staff for the next newsletter, and I'm meeting with staff on Monday where I'll spend part of the time talking about discipline. All right, man oh man, let's unpack some of this stuff. First of all, I have mentored and coached hundreds of principals since my time and tenure at that school. And one of my Primary rules is don't stop by the school before you head to training. Don't do it. Don't do it. Now listen, I'm glad I did, looking back, um, because what typically detains you is stuff that should be handled by those left in charge. But in this case, I mean, there were kids walking along a highway. It wasn't an interstate, but a local highway, no sidewalks. And it was just a dangerous situation. So ultimately, I'm glad. But moving uh, past that, you know, at future times where I had to be out of the building, I really had to learn one, cultivate leadership so that the school would run without me being there for a day or two. But then I had to really trust it. And that's not easy. That's not easy for teachers who need to uh, attend training. And it's not easy for a lot of principals. And that can either be about control, you know, wanting to control way too much. Or you may be in a situation like I was in where the school is it's kind of a mess and we just don't have the culture. We haven't cultivated the, the kind of distributed leadership that can kind of hold down the fort uh, while I'm gone. Um, again, I don't regret stopping that day because I got to scoop up those students who were walking along that highway a good distance from school. It kind of broke my heart, but I'm glad I was there for them. But the real leadership lesson, because of that kind of isolated incident, is really developing leadership at the school. You know, it's um, when I when I look back at this entry and I think about you know my my assistant principal journey and we were only together for one year but um, I know as an AP when I was an assistant principal my goal was not to have to call you I don't, I don't want to call the principal while he or she is out training you know I, I I wanted to handle it myself I also saw the assistant principalship as you know a training ground for me to become a principal so anytime I had a chance to put on the principal's hat. You know, I relished that opportunity, even though some days it was, you know, really stressful. So I look back and I think to myself how I really needed to start to develop leadership because it, it was it's one thing if teachers reach out to you, but I look back now that, that that was my assistant principal and, you know, I want him to be able to just handle those things. And then if we check in that evening, or I come in the next day I don't mind being briefed on it you know what's going on what happened with the kids what was the consequence but his first move was to call me at the training so that that's that's an indicator that I've got work to do in terms of nurturing and growing leadership on our staff the second reflection I have is just Discipline policy. It's. Uh, it was clear that we were all over the board, and I had folks who were, you know, publicly humiliating kids by just putting them on blast, and others who were just way too lazy fair about it, and just kids were just running into place, and then I had this very—I uh, <laughs> don't even know how to describe him. the The thing about this teacher, and, and I, I've maintained this years later you know those people who you would love to have at your weekend barbecue at the house? Uh, they would be life of the party. They would just be awesome people to hang out with if you didn't have to work with them? Well, he was definitely one of those people. I mean, he had a great personality, uh, great sense of humor, but man, the idea of creating a consequence where as a punishment, because this is not a consequence, this is a punishment, students stand in the bathroom with their lunch trays in their hands and they eat, right? And apparently this has been going on for a little bit and the students who were remanded to that consequence that day decided, shit, I'm gonna open this window here and climb out and then they ended up urinating on the school. So on top of, on top of the incident itself, there are times where you have to kind of, uh, kind of backmap, reverse engineer it to figure out like how this all started. Students urinating on the school in and of itself, you know, of course, deserves a consequence. But it's also important to look at antecedents, like what what led to that. And clearly, this very, very, very inappropriate form of consequence slash punishment was the antecedents and so it kind of opened the way for us to start talking about what discipline was going to look like at our school and developing some common language and common expectations for what happens because i i i knew at this point i needed to get out of this putting out fires mode if you've listened to the first several episodes of the podcast i'm putting out fires every week i promise you i'm not skipping I'm not skipping entries. I'm not just plucking the ones that sound insane. This was, this was my life on a daily basis. So it was important to do that. And I, and I remember one of the challenges being, you know, the, the, the quick answer to what our discipline policies should be was just damn suspend the kids, just, just suspend them. And we couldn't afford that because you know, in this era of social justice and equity, I mean, at the time, there was data on a disproportionate number of black boys being suspended from schools. And, you know, so it was something we needed to address. And you know what I mean by that school. You know, our school was the lowest performing school in the district, in the the lowest performing district in the greater Atlanta area. So our kids could least afford to be out. So we had to figure out some way to make clear what our expectations are Um, but not take this black and white approach of like zero tolerance and then you're out of here. The goal wasn't to trap the kids, it was to get them to be more invested in our school. My final reflection from this entry is a drum that I've been banging since then, and this is 15 years now. And that is, as educators, we have to have that extra layer of moral imperative And if I got even more specific, it's just an extra layer of integrity because most industries, most businesses, most jobs have checks and balances. And it often, especially in this day and age where everyone can get on and post a review or leave stars or things like that, schools are different. You know, our our clientele, our primary clientele, they're students. And, and they don't have recourse. And the bottom line is, and you've heard this in other episodes, we can get away with shit. That's the, that's the part where we need to have that extra layer of moral imperative. It's not enough to, I'm not talking about micromanaging people or being authoritarian over people, but constantly reminding them that we have to have that extra layer of moral imperative. And, you know, I've really worked to live by that. But I'm not afraid to admit that I've, you know, I've been guilty, you know, as a teacher coming in half-ass planned and uh, summing that up as uh, spontaneity. That's what I used to do. It was like, oh, I'm just spontaneous, you know, all this planning and all these boxes. That's that restricts me. I need to be spontaneous sp- spontaneous. And what it turned out was I was half-ass planned and trying to fly by the seat of my pants using my personality. But it came clear to me that you know once i held myself accountable to plan better even when my plans didn't go as written it was a much better day than me trying to hover over a bookcase with my back turned to the kids trying to cobble together some lesson and so it's 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 not enough to rest on your personality or your quote unquote style if you got a plan in place then it's only going to enhance spontaneity. It's only going to enhance your style. It's only only going to bring out the best in you. And I've got evidence to that fact. This is not a theory. This is evidence. <laughs> a note from our sponsors. Unfold the Soul is the sponsor. That's my company. We don't have any real sponsors yet. Hey, this is what I'm asking. If you would, Please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review that would really be helpful for, you know, our exposure. We we'll really appreciate that. Also, you may notice that I tried a different, uh, a different format this time. One, I shortened the introduction dramatically and tried to add a little humor to it. I'd love to know your thoughts about that. And also, I decided to kind of just jump right in to the content rather than blather on in this buttery baritone. And so I would love to know your feedback on that, um, what you think. Also, please, please, please make yourselves part of the show. I would love listener letters. You can send an email to me at blesshisheartken at gmail.com. The uh, email address is in the notes. And if you've had some hot mess express experiences, I would love to hear about them. You can also vox me—that's this walkie-talkie app that makes me real cool with the young folks. Details about that also in the notes. Just specify, you know, out, whether or not you want me, you know, to protect names and stuff like that. I'm happy to do that, but I know I can't be the only one out here with these hot mess express experiences, baby. Please share. I want to hear from you. So please leave a review, send in a listener letter, would love to read them on the air. If you've got a question, I would love to read it on the air and that ends this commercial, baby. Hey, my question and challenge for you is pretty straightforward. One, are you actively and intentionally cultivating leadership at your school? The kind of leadership that can keep the school moving forward in an aligned and authentic way when you're not there. If not, really reflect on whether it's just something you need to do or if there are control issues involved where you feel like you've gotta have your hand in the mix. You've gotta get people coached up in that area And then you gotta speak it into them. You gotta speak it into them and then discipline yourself to let go and see what happens and process what worked and really process maybe what didn't work or what can be better. But it is definitely gonna require some trust, but it's ultimately it's the it's the it's the way and the path to a really healthy school culture. I would ask the same about your discipline policies at school. You know, Are you speaking a common language? Are your discipline policies designed to encourage desired behaviors, expected behaviors, as opposed to punishing? Do your discipline policies work to keep kids in school? Are they clear? Are you speaking a common language? And the last reflection is that about that moral imperative. Are you standing guard, protecting and defending that moral imperative, not letting spill over into excuse making or excusing uh, poor behavior by adults? We've got to have that extra layer of moral imperative. It starts with the leader as the lighthouse and the beacon. And it's, it's, again, our clientele has no recourse, right? They can't call us on our stuff. And so we've got to be on top of it with each other and for each other. We're all still human beings. We all have those days where we're not completely in the right place in our headspace. But that's not an excuse for not delivering the highest quality education to our clientele. Okay, lastly, lastly, I guess you also got to check up under the carpet, you know, lift the edges of the carpet to see if you've got staff members just doing... Crazy shit like that. That's just I just don't. My gosh, I I. In the age of uh, streaming, posting, um, cell phone video, I just I can't imagine what happened. You know, what my what my teacher was doing with those kids getting out into the public. So you definitely got to put a thumb on that. You know, we it took swift action on it. It was, man, oh, man, what a shit show. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, perhaps our most difficult, and I'm being kind here, baby, our most difficult parents provided me with one of the most life-changing leadership moments of my career. Thank you again for tuning in to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast. Please leave a review, spread the word, share it with someone, and also send some listener letters in. I want you to be part of this. Stay safe, stay healthy, enjoy every day. And to that point, remember, when you wake up on the right side of dirt, you playing with house money, baby. You playing with house money. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.